On this episode of Curiously Specific Playlists, we have best practices for carrying a wallet. We've got important information that you need to know about Alanis Morissette. And get this, we talked to Paul's big brother. We do? I'm a little nervous for that. But we've also got a musical guest for the very first time. I think it's going to be a great show, Josh. Yeah, yeah, should we get into it? Yeah, yeah, just hop onto the scooter, let's go. Okay, here we go. You know how sometimes you have a really specific situation in your life and you wish that you had a music playlist that would fit that mood? You mean like every day, Paul? <laughs> That's right, Josh. <laughs> Long time fan, first time caller. I love the show. Hey guys, huge fan of the show. I'm searching for a music playlist. If you could uh, make me up a playlist. I've got a need for a playlist. Hello and welcome to the Curiously Specific Playlist, the podcast where we create custom playlists for those unique situations when only the deepest tracks will do. Hi Paul, how are you? Hey Josh, I'm doing great. Good. Good to see you. It's been a while since we've recorded, it has, in case yeah. anyone can't tell. Yeah, you're looking good. You're looking sharp. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate it. I got a new shirt since we recorded last. Yeah. So, Josh, what's new with you since the last time we recorded? Uh, well, I mean, I guess for starters, I can just say that we have a, a website now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, www.curiouslyspecificplaylist.com. We couldn't afford the dot biz. No, no. We yeah. more the dot org. <laughs> Whatever, but uh, why am I holding this mic like Donald Trump holds his glasses of water? <laughs> For those of you at home, Josh uh, looks like a chipmunk <laughs> with a very small nut in his paws. <laughs> He's holding it pretty delicately too. Yeah, gathering my nuts for the winter. Yeah, so I guess aside from that, I bought a tiny little wallet. I don't know if you ever have this issue, but once my wallet gets too large and bulky, it looks like my butt is all lopsided. So, Are, are you a rear pocket wallet person? I am. Left side only. Left side only? Yeah, I'm a little OCD. What would happen if you put it in the right pocket? I think my brain activity would get all messed up. I wouldn't think correctly. You'd probably like tip over. I could tip over too, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a safety issue. I've got the, the crystals in my wallet. Excuse me? The, like the crystals that people have in their ears. Except You have those in your wallet? I do, yeah. Helps me balance. Did you take them from your ears? I did, yeah. I, I collect them. Okay. Yeah, I see. So know. how tiny of a wallet are we talking, Josh? What do you say this is? Maybe two inches by four? Oh, that's two by four. Can you even fit a credit card in there? Just perfectly. Wow. What all do you have in this tiny wallet? Well, you want to find out? Mm-hmm. I have uh, my license. License. My credit card. Credit card. My work card. Work and, credit card. And a piece of gum. And a piece of gum. Yeah. <laughs> you still had room for a piece of gum. I do, yeah. Just well, that's case. everything that you need. Exactly. Um, how much cash do you have on you? Uh, none, actually. No cash? No cash, no. Is that a, uh, a choice? Yeah, it's a state of mind, yeah. Okay, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lifestyle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's What's new with you? Well, well. Before we get oh, into okay. that, I I, I just wanted to share yeah. that I am a a front pocket wallet person. Front wallet. 
Yeah, I used to be back pocket, and I don't know if it was that episode of Seinfeld with George's big wallet in his back pocket that scared me, uh-huh. or if it just became uncomfortable, or maybe I was worried about pickpockets. Oh, but okay. I transitioned to front pocket, and I have a question for you about okay. that. Yeah. I have a concern. It's more of a concern. Since I switched my wallet to my front pocket, right side only, mm-hmm. the hair on my leg, where my pocket is, mm-hmm. has rubbed off. Mm. Is that normal? Is that normal? Uh, yeah. I, I Has that happened to your to my butt? to your butt? Well, my. <laughs> I, yeah, Is that why you want yeah. a tinier one? Yeah, yeah. I want to grow my hair back on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm being serious though. No, I don't think I've noticed that. Uh, on me or in general? In general, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, should we take a tally? Should we? Can we take a poll for the audience? Well, may, yeah, maybe we could put this on Instagram. Okay, yeah. Not a picture or anything. Maybe a couple uh, poll questions. Question number one: Do you keep your wallet in the front or the back? Mm-hmm. And then question number two: Does this cause hair loss? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, and if I was going to choose, now that I think about it, if I was going to choose one spot to have the hair rubbed off, Mm -hmm. it maybe be in the back. In the back? You got a hairy butt, don't you, Paul? (laughs) Anyway, so uh, you asked me earlier what's new with me. What's going on with you? I learned a fact the other day Mm -hmm. that blew my damn mind yeah yeah would you like to hear what it is sure so i'm listening to this other podcast and they have this whole episode on the song you ought to know by alanis morissette you're familiar with it yeah 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 that's the one that's the one yeah where would you rank that on a scale of one to ten as a song i'll go with an eight that's what i was thinking too because it sounds like ought eight you ought you ate him now yeah, different reasons, yeah. but I would also choose an eight. Okay. But so they're, they're talking about You Ought to Know, and it's a breakup song, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those angry breakup songs. Yeah, she does have a little anger. Yeah, place. yeah. She seems a little bit ticked off mm-hmm. at some unknown person, right? Yeah. Do you know the person? Or? Well, not personally. Oh. But I find out on this podcast, the person that she's talking about is Uncle Joey from Full House. What? TV's Dave Coulier. Cut it out. Exactly. (laughs) What I've been finding out since I started sharing this fact with everyone Mm -hmm. is that everybody else in the damn world already knew this. (laughs) And nobody tells me anything. Yeah. Did you already know this? I did. I I did, Paul. Yeah. So you were just feigning surprise? I was was just trying to act surprised for you. Yeah. That was pretty good acting. I think I knew that that about 10, 15 years ago. 10, 15 years ago. I think there might have even been like a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Nah. And I've seen all the Curb episodes. Do you remember the one where Alanis Morissette is performing in a house show? No. What's wrong with me? Was Dave Coulier on the episode? I feel like the reference might have come up in it. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Oh my god. But yeah. I... But that made me go th- back through all the lyrics again with him in mind. Mm. And What did you discover? It's just wild. Well, I mean, he comes across as pretty tame on that show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, of the three dads, oh. he's not the one that you think that Alanis Morissette's going to be pissed off at. Sweetheart. Total sweetheart. Yeah, but she was digging her nails in his back. She was, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we shouldn't say on a family podcast here. Yeah. But Dave Coulier, wild man, and just disrespectful when it comes to taking care of people's hearts, you know? Whoa. 
that's that's a harsh word disrespect right there well i think that's what alanis is getting at don't you yeah alanis is a canadian right yeah is dave as well they're both canadian they're both, oh gosh mm -hmm. those canadians they know how to be harsh to each other i guess yeah that's what they're most known for i believe yeah, yeah. being harsh and disrespectful <laughs> But my favorite part of learning that fact was actually when I told my girlfriend about it, she apparently was the only other person who also had never heard of it. Before. Oh, really? She didn't know. Yeah, she had no idea. And she has always loved that song. And when I told her, she's like, shut up, shut up. No way. Cut it out. <laughs> and we were driving at the time. And when she did that, I was laughing so hard that I almost steered off into some trash cans. Well, we have a special treat for you today on the podcast. For the very first time on Curiously Specific Playlists, we have a musical guest. We have uh, Cass Magpie on today. She's a musician and music teacher based out of La Crosse, Wisconsin, and also a dear friend of mine. So it's great to have you on, Cass. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So... Cassie, we tried to put together a list of all your current bands and projects that you have going. You can tell us if we got it all right or if we're missing something here, because you seem to be super involved in the music community here. Yeah, well, hit me with the list. Okay. Let's see, right. see how you did. So we've got your solo project, Cass yeah. Magpie. Mm -hmm. And then as far as bands and other projects go, The Lavender Project. Nailed it. Echo Black River. Nailed it. Cassie Brady Trio. Oh, yeah. Which is actually... <laughs> a bunch of different trios is that yeah correct? yeah <laughs> um the natalie trio the luna trio the dolly trio the scarlet trio i think there's more in there but wow. it's, it, it's an over large group of trios a cornucopia of trios <laughs> yes, if you will. that's the word yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just learned the other day that there's a new group starting that you're a part of radium girls yeah radium girls are we um, missing any? Can I guess one? Yeah, Josh, you got it. Luke Callen's band? Yeah, yeah, I'm playing a little bit here and there, just picking up some shows. Nice. Um, uh, Carriage House, I play mandolin uh, with. They're like a, a folk duo. They're really fun. Um, yeah, when I think of you as a musician, uh, to me, you defile genres because of the vast amount of instruments that you play, anywhere from bluegrass to indie rock to hip-hop and lavender project. Your solo music is more, I guess, Americana folk. You kind of remind me of someone during the 90s when, when Beck used all those different genres and varieties doing like hip-hop or ballads. Is there one genre that you like the most? Uh, I, I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, one of the reasons why I have all these different groups is because, uh, you know, in any given day, I, I can play one or the other, you know. Um, when we listen to music as, as just like individuals, like on whatever, what, however we're listening, you know, we, we're listening to all sorts of music right mm -hmm. like so why would we uh when you're playing it only play one thing you know uh, mm -hmm. i think a lot of the the joy i get out of music and, and derive from it comes from uh yeah playing all sorts of it you know and and you know the trios are so great because you know each individual that i bring to the band you know i i'm always bringing a drum a drummer or a bass player uh and they add their individual flair and i think the same can be said for like the genre of music that you play 
Mm-hmm. So you've got all these projects happening right now. What what are you really excited about at the moment? Um, yeah, the new group, Radium Girls. It's it's super fun. Um, it's uh, Megan Hansen and uh, Amber Fletcher, uh, Amber on drums. Megan and I switch between guitar and bass and singing duties. Uh, we were having a discussion, like trying to determine what type of music it is. And it's like, <laughs> I think we fell on girl power pop and it's like, distorted guitars like some like really intense uh songs um sometimes angry but like i i guess uh, we touch on like this like punk ethos that I, i've always wanted to be in a punk band for a very long time because it is there's something about like the like energy that you can you can bring to it that you can't bring to like the the folk stuff and it, i don't know it's just really fun and like uh, everyone's great and i don't know new things are always you know my favorite thing um yeah really excited about that group in fact i you know while you guys are doing the intro i saw there's a new photo on our instagram um and <laughs> i don't know i've never felt cooler <laughs> <laughs> so, that's awesome love to check it out so yeah i've been spinning your latest ep under your solo project cast magpie um the ep is called i am this which is i know on spotify and maybe Bandcamp. yeah yeah you nailed it um okay. i am this yeah <laughs> yeah and i just think it's fantastic i wrote down some quick uh words that just give me uh feelings about your latest release minimal twisty knobs on pedals organic field recordings happy guitar chords soft sincere singing bright trippy folk sunrise revelations clarity freeness did i get it right i think you did yeah <laughs> i think you did um sounds like you also had an edible before you listened to the music. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that project is a pretty interesting one. Josh, you and I were talking in the car on the way here about it a little bit, and I, I actually recorded that on a uh, an eight track. I driven out to Westby, or it was just outside of Westby, to to get this eight track like off of Craigslist or whatever. And I get there and and it's like this little tiny thing. And I think I paid like 40 bucks for it. And it was like cigarette stained. It was like dirty and like gross, uh, but like entirely functional. (laughs) And, you know, I did some research on it and it's from like 1998. Mm -hmm. And at the time it was like being sold for like (laughs) $1,200. And so what, like (laughs) 23 years later, (laughs) it's in my hands. And as soon as I got home, I plugged it in and started like recording on it and that ended up being this album yeah i mean like it was all improvised i didn't write a single chord down uh until the last song uh paper tiger yeah and and it just like was stream of consciousness i would lay down like a drum track with like my little like shitty uh 80s like yamaha keyboard it had a little drum machine on it and then i'd just play some guitar and add some bass you know no more than like two or three takes and yeah it just kind of like came together really quickly yeah it's it's a release it's it's freedom you know it, it, the whole like the whole group of songs ends with like this realization i am this you know 
Um, it's like a self-actualization album. But yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool, and and I hope people get it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get self-conscious about how poorly it's mixed, <laughs> but like it, it's it's just a lo-fi piece of punk art, you know, uh, and it's it's just like a queer dec- declaration, I guess. Um, so. I am excited for the new stuff. Um, I've been working really hard uh, over the last week. I, I have like two albums worth of material that I need to record. So uh, I'm finally getting down to it and it feels good. Um, but, you know, it's all I think about right now. So it's nice to be chatting with you to get me out of my dungeon in the basement. <laughs> nice. Well, we're excited to, uh, Cassie has agreed to hang with us for the rest of the show here too. And to um, pick out some songs for today's playlist when we get to that point. So we're excited to, to see what you've got. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is actually really fun. Um, only just a few days earlier before you invited me, um, I, I had a project from from Amber from Radium Girls uh, to do uh, your end of the world playlist. Mm, okay. So I'm, I'm going to prompt you with that. What is your end of the world playlist? Um you know 40 minutes and we're done what are you listening to i know this is a lot there's an asteroid (laughs) crashing down right now oh my god it'll hit 40 minutes from now (laughs) i think i want to go out smiling so maybe some some bowie just yeah somewhere where i can i can dance and yeah just enjoy those last minutes of my life Mm -hmm. i suppose i feel like i'm so addicted to soundtracking moments mm-hmm. and situations the first thing that i i thought of is um like trent Reznor. he's kind of turned into a composer these days and i don't know if you've seen the show the watchman that was on hbo but some of that music is just so powerful i feel like if you're soundtracking the end of the world maybe some of trent Reznor's music but i mean if it's just like pure enjoyment and beauty i always got to go with with the man bruce hornsby oh <laughs> yeah bruce, the <laughs> other a boss little, little mandolin <laughs> rain yeah as the astro are raining down. How about you, Cassie? You got one? Oh, I have a robust list. Oh, I hope yeah. you're ready. Okay. Oh, oh no. hey. All are right. you pulling out your phone? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I mean, like, I made it. I wasn't kidding. It's called Cassie vs. the End of the World. <laughs> it starts with the Velvet Underground okay. and ends with... What does it end with? Love More by Sharon Van Etten. Mm. It was a huge influence on yeah. me, actually. Um, there's some Humbird in there, too. <laughs> Excellent. So, Cassie, we'd love to play one of your songs for everyone. Um, Is there one in particular that you'd like to choose? Yeah. So we had talked about uh, I Am This, uh, and uh, I'll choose the single off of that EP uh, called Paper Tiger. Let's check it out.
So today's voice message comes from Joel, my big brother from Minneapolis. That's my big brother's name. Wait, what? Joel. You're, you have a big brother named Joel? Yeah. Do you think it's possible we're, we're related? Maybe. <laughs> it's the <laughs> same <laughs> brother. <laughs> you think... About this doll? About you big? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey guys. Long time caller. First time listener. So I just moved a couple weeks ago and... Uh, I was wondering if you guys could make a playlist for someone who's has to spend just a ton of time going through boxes and boxes full of crap that I've been moving from place to place uh, for like two decades, uh, and I finally ran out of room to store it all, so I have to go through it, and it's really boring, and I could really use your help. Thanks. Paul, our brother sounds bored. He sounds really bored. Our brother? Yeah. Yeah, our he big does. brother. We got to help him out. He sounds bored, but I kind of get the vibe. It's more like sadness. He does. Or, seem was sad. anyone else getting sadness in there? I project sadness onto everything. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, maybe we all are doing. <laughs> I, I'm getting sad talking about this right now. <laughs> Just wait till the songs. <laughs> all right. So the situation is our brother. Uh, give you a little more background. Moving in with his partner. Oh, okay. And yeah, um, I, knew, I knew that. It's my brother. Yeah, so so now, you know, it doesn't have all this room for everything that he's been carting around from place to place for a couple decades. That's a long time to hang on to all this crap. Doesn't want um, to get rid of it. He doesn't say what kind of crap, right? He just calls it crap. Crap, yeah. So, yeah, Joel, I, I think we can help you out with this. Do we want to make guesses as to what kind of crap he's referring to? Should we? Yeah. What if we made guesses and then we call him up later in the show? Okay. Yeah? Yeah. I've, I've got his number because he's my brother too. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I can call. <laughs> I don't know. What what are we thinking? Stuffed animals. That's my guess. Stuffed animals. Stuffed animals. Like the uh, Beanie Babies yeah. that are probably <laughs> worth a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Sell them, Joel. Jeez. Make some cash. He was always scouring Craigslist during Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah. So the beanie babies, be, 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 the beanie babe, the beanie babies thing makes sense. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you can say it correctly, it makes baby. a lot of sense. The beanie babies. <laughs> the, the beanie babies. Any other guesses? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, have, have the two of you ever been in this kind of situation? Do you have? Boxes full of stuff from when you were growing up. Yeah, I uh, I still got like some trophies, you know, the ones that they give you just for participating. <laughs> Tro and trophies in what? Like sports. Like yeah. I think uh, I think there's a soccer one and like a t-ball. Yeah, some ribbons for basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I had a lot of much. green ribbons. A lot of the green ones for the green participation. Ones? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
I've got a trophy um, in a, like a plastic bin in my parents' basement too. That they every time I go home, they try and like sneak it into my car. Mm. <laughs> the, the, the whole bin, not just the trophy. <laughs> but this trophy, it was uh, one summer I took golf lessons. Mm. And at the end of that summer, we had a tournament, and I won first low net. We might have talked about yeah. this in our very first episode, Lumpy the Steve. golf episode. Episode one, check it out, Yeah, folks. I got first low net because my handicap was so big that once they subtracted that from my score, I won. <laughs> and and so I got this trophy, but the the end of the, what's it called? A, a, a club? stick? The, the club. The gripper? The end of the gripper. club. The grip. Grippy. Yeah, the end, the... the <laughs> what side? What side are we talking? What side of what, the club? What side? The the end, like with the, with the hitting part. That part broke off. The club. And so now it just oh. looks like a guy taking a pee. Yeah. Oh. That story. That's funny. <laughs> really, I was thinking that it didn't go so well, that story. Is that no. the one that's... <laughs> is that the trophy that's in your bathroom right now? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So. It, it makes more like, sense. Looks like there. he's peeing. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. Makes sense. What else do you all have? What are you saving that you just can't let go of? I know there's got to be more. I I got a bunch of notebooks. I got like a ton of old tapes that are like empty or have like random stuff on it. I think, Josh, there might be some recordings from like when we were jamming. In fact, I think I found one the other day. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) How old? Like what what age are we talking here when you're jamming? Is this in adulthood? This is adulthood. I think it was probably like 2018, 17, Mm. somewhere in there. Yeah, right when I moved back to the area. Yeah, that sounds fun. Um, I'd like to check those out sometime. Yeah, I I might have recorded over them. <laughs> <laughs> they were that good. <laughs> I don't know, though. I just like it's so disorganized that it could be anything. And I, I was like, oh, that kind of sounds like Josh's bass. Wow. Um, <laughs> I just went and recorded. Right in a good way. In a good way. It's <laughs> Yeah, I know. In a good way. I'm like, yeah, this sounds those pretty were, good. Those were the field recordings I was talking about in the background of your songs. Or oh, like yeah. Some, okay. They were totally the yeah. Overdubs of my yeah. bass, right? <laughs> Only your bass. <laughs> and I'm sure there was probably an oops or something that was said when you taped over these, right? When I did? Yeah, when you taped over Josh's recordings. Oh, no, I didn't say no. anything. <laughs> I was Soulless. trying to help you out here. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'll never listen to this again. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite things is all of these t-shirts that you get when you're like just living and people like have t-shirts for stuff. I had so many t-shirts. I purged them all like two years ago and now I don't have any (laughs) (laughs) t-shirts. You forgot to, I, I to like, gather new I like, t-shirts. Yeah, to I like was them. so sick of them. And I'm like, I've had these for so long. Like going back to like high school and then through college. And I would move them from house to house, like these boxes. And yeah, eventually I got rid of them all. And then I'm like, I was like, oh shit, like I don't have any t-shirts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's some of the kind of crap that, that Joel's got too. Maybe that's what he's he's trying to get rid of here. And I feel like, like for me, that would be hard to get rid of some of this stuff. The peeing guy trophy, all these t-shirts. Was that hard for you to get rid of all those? T- oh, it's so easy. It was no. so easy. It was okay. time. All right. All right. No, well, I, I... I thought maybe you'd play along with me. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I grew up with Joel here, as yeah, did yeah, you. Yeah. 
And so, of course, you know, we know some of his his weird quirks and some of the things he was really into when he was growing up. For example, the The poster of, what was was, it again, Josh? It was uh, with the Paul Abdul, right? There might have been a Paul Abdul poster. There were sure CDs. I really looked up to Joel when I was growing up, and uh, I would always go into his room when he was gone. I would sneak in there, listen to all his CDs. Um, So here are some of the things that I think could potentially be in Joel's boxes of crap. You ready? Okay. Number one, lots of Technotronic CDs. Mm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Remember, pump up the jam, pump pump it it up. up. Yeah, lots of Technotronic. Okay. Number two, probably Sports Illustrated swimsuit (laughs) issues from the late 80s. Okay. um, Number three, he wore lots of uh, Gerbo jeans. Mm. Those were cool back in the 90s, I think. Yes. Probably hard to get rid of some of those stonewashed Gerbo jeans. Those could be worth a lot someday. That nice little little tag on the fly yeah um he had he had this hat that had clapping hands on top of it and you could pull a string and it would make the hands clap i see you nodding cassie so cool did did you have the same hat no i just i wouldn't that be great to have one though i I would want that it's like right up there with the little spinny beanies with the little propeller on it for sure you could maybe use it as a percussive instrument in one of your live shows (laughs) when you want to get the crowd to clap along (laughs) with you just pull on the string (laughs) yeah What are you all thinking as far as vibes for this playlist here? I'm thinking uh, songs that, um, you know, you don't feel too attached to or uh, have like a strong connection. Things that you can just, you know, let go of and realize that uh, life is ever changing and you just have to kind of roll with the punches. So, So Josh, songs that aren't memorable. (laughs) Your idea is like songs you really could care less about that are very light and boring and you probably won't even notice. Yeah, but actually. (laughs) Are you sure that would be the best idea for this podcast? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> songs that are emotional, you know, songs that are sentimental, <laughs> things that uh, you have an attachment to and they're hard to let go, but you realize it's it's time for somebody else to enjoy them. Yeah. So to spread spread those songs and, and share with people that, uh, you know, these songs mean a lot to me and I want to share them with others now. So it's song... <laughs> <laughs> songs that mean a lot to you or to Joel? I'm I'm speaking from Joel's point of view. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I well see I was thinking we'd go with the breakup songs that we picked. <laughs> 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 Okay, yeah. All right, so Cassie, what are you thinking as far as a vibe for this playlist? Um, yeah, I I went more the breakup route, you know, we break up with people, we break up with things. Um, yeah, I uh so naturally I went like kind of sad indie music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh also because that's my comfortable place and when I'm going through boxes, I want to be comfortable. So, um, yeah, for me it it works out great. I don't know about Joel. <laughs> I don't know how uh you know, Joel will be fine with anything okay. as long as we have at least one 80s song in there oh. or like 70s soft rock or something. And don't worry, I've got that covered. Soft rock. Is that like Steely Dan or... Um, yeah, you know, Yacht um, Rock, all that yeah. kind of stuff. All right, cool. Maybe a little Careless Whisper. <laughs> So let's go ahead and share our playlist for this episode. And the name that we've come up with for this playlist is I Need My Space. Do you get it? <laughs> That's yeah. really good. Do you get it? I Yeah. 
our first song on the playlist is Condor Ave by oh, Elliot Smith. Wait. Yeah, it's off of Roman Candle. Um, you know, in, in with this song specifically, I was thinking about Elliot Smith's uh, career at that point. He had just left Heat Miser, which is like a gr- grunge like rock band out of... Uh, the uh, Washington, Seattle area. And, you know, just like when you're going through boxes and starting a new phase of your life, um, Elliot Smith was starting a new career uh, as a solo musician. And right out of the gates, he... It's it's just a really incredible album, and you know specifically I chose this one um, because of the the guitar. The guitar is uh, double tracked in both ears, and it's just some of the most impressive guitar playing I've I've heard on like any record. And you know he he recorded it on like a four track cassette recorder, and it just sounds in, impeccable, and it's just innovative and interesting and, and a little dark. But it, I think it has a really good vibe, uh, especially to kick off a playlist. So. Um, let's unpack those boxes. She took the old Smallville out past Condor Avenue and she locked the car and slid past the two rhythmic quiet two lights burning voice driving horse I threw the screen door like a bastard back and forth the chimes fell over each other I fell into uh, fun little lacrosse Wisconsin uh, musical history tidbit. Heat Miser played at the warehouse in the 90s. Which is no way. Yeah. That's For freaking so yeah. cool. Yeah, that is so cool. I was going to say, uh, I have chills, but I don't. <laughs> I but think, you wish you did, maybe? But I wish I did. I, I think <laughs> I think there's a poster of them in uh, the, the stairway. That's so cool. I'm a huge Elliot Smith fan, so um, I don't know about any of those other people, but whatever. <laughs> well, speaking of other people, there's an entirely different person other than Elliot Smith. Oh, oh yeah. Who uh, performs song number two on our playlist today. Song number two is Lose. You by Solange. Mm. Now, Solange, her last name is Knowles. Uh, her sister, also a well known musician, but uh, we don't need to talk about her. But why not? This song is enough. This is all we need. This is a sad song, but it's also smooth. It's bouncy. It's got um, some hope in it and a fantastic video. I just want to say on the record, yeah. I think I like Solange better than Beyonce. Is that okay to do that? Are people going to come after me or anything? Just as long as it's not Taylor Swift. Okay. <laughs> I think. I think you're okay. I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know who's her sister. at number three number three we got junk and junk <laughs> is a song by paul mccartney sir paul mccartney off yeah, my use, use the proper title please sir paul mccartney thank you get this folks it's off my personal favorite album of all time i get that mccartney mccartney self-titled 
This is not a joke. I'm serious. This album came out back in the 1970s era when his concert tour t-shirts didn't cost $100. While recording his first album, McCartney would book into Abbey Road Studios under the name Billy Martin, which... uh, Billy Martin was like a baseball manager, wasn't he? Exactly, yeah. Anyway, the album was mostly recorded at home, lo-fi style overdubbing on a four-track tape. McCartney pretty much recorded all vocal vocals and instruments on the album, aside from some small vocal contributions by the lovely Linda, who's his wife at the time, and also was a song name on the album. Some people claim this to be the album that broke up the Beatles. If that's the case, great. <laughs> this album was worth it. Joel, get rid of your junk. Come on, Joel. Something old and new. Memories for you and me. the sign in the shop window. Why says the junk in the yard? All right, next up is the Lucius song. Is that number four? It is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Number sorry. four. Um, don't just sit there. Um, I I don't know. It's just a good song. It's like sort of about love. Um, it's just a vibe. I really like it. There's not much more than that, uh, except the chorus is like, Don't just sit there. Tell me what I want to know. What I want to know. Something like that. Yeah, they're just super cool, and I wanted to hear it while I unpacked boxes. I think that at this point, Joel has sat through enough non-80s, non-70s soft rock songs, and it's about time to give him what what he wants. Otherwise, he will beat me up. Coming in at number five is the song Don't Shed a Tear by Paul Carrick. You know, I could tell you a lot about this song and about this artist, but I almost wonder if it would be better to hear from Joel himself. Yeah. What do you think? Should we give him a call? Yeah, I can call him. Maybe we can ask about the crap yeah. in those boxes, too? Sure. Yeah, he's my <laughs> All right. All right. right. Well, I'll let you call. That's fine. Sure. (laughs) I appreciate that, Josh. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Looking up his number. Okay. All right. We're calling. It's ringing. You can hear that, though. I don't need to say that part. Probably ring again. Probably watching TV right now. Hey. Hey, Joel. How's it going? How's it going? Good. Good. We are recording a podcast right now. Yeah. Is this an okay time to talk? Yeah, I can talk. Yeah. Okay. Is, Is. Katie listening, or are you able to speak freely? I can speak freely. She can't hear you. Okay. Thank God. All right. If I blink twice, okay. it's not help. <laughs> All right. So I'm, okay. I'm here with Josh and Cassie, and uh, we're about to introduce a track on the playlist. And nice. the track is Don't Shed a Tear by Paul Carrick. 
Awesome. And Good I was just, just wondering if you could tell us every single thing that you know about Paul Carrick. <laughs> well, I'm not like a Paul Carrick expert. I can give you a general information about him. Yeah, that's great. He, uh, we'll take what we can get. He, I think I think he's known as like the, the guy with the golden voice or the man with the golden voice or something like that. Damn it. That was in my notes. No, I can't say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, I know he started out, he was with Ace, and he he, he sang in the hit song, uh, How Long Has This Been Going On? He did, he did. Um, has This Been Going On might be in might be in parentheses. Has this been going on? It's just how long, yeah. but you were close enough. Yeah, that one. And he sang most of Mike and the Mechanics hits. And uh, like, like In the Living Years, for example? In the Living Years, yep, Silent Running. Uh, he was, I think he was their main singer. And of course, um, Mike from Mike and the Mechanics was who? Mike Rutherford from, in Genesis. From Genesis. He's, he's, yeah. Can't trip this guy up. Okay. No. And uh, let's see, who else did he play with? He, oh, he was uh, he was in Squeeze, or at least for a short period of time, he sang Squeeze. I think he, he was the singer on Tempted. Yeah. I'm going to have nothing left to say here. Yeah. I know he's played with well, and and he had a solo career that like I don't know, I don't know, I have no idea how many albums he's got. Nineteen. Don't shut it. Oh wow, I was gonna guess like three. <laughs> no, nineteen <laughs> albums. He's still going, he's I think. Nineteen albums and one hit. Kinda weird. You think he'd give it up and just sing on <laughs> hits for <laughs> other people? But yeah, amazing singer. Uh, I I think he's I think he's also a keyboard player, if I remember right. True. And he's I think he's played with a bunch of bands too, um, like big groups um, as like session player and stuff. Yeah, um, but I'm, yeah, like Roger uh, Waters, Roxy Music, Elton John, Eric Clapton, Ringo Starr, BB King, oh, Nick Lowe, yeah, I only the Pretenders, the oh. Smiths. <laughs> yeah, like all those. Those are all the ones I was gonna say. You said the exact one. Oh, I'm sorry. But yeah, his solo career, I, don't, I know absolutely nothing about except for "Don't Shed a Tear." Which is an amazing song. Man, I think that's entirely everything that I had written down in my really long notes about this song. Well, I'm glad we covered it all. Yeah, I appreciate your expertise. This I appreciate is, your playlist is, that I haven't heard yet. This is why I always looked up to you. Me too. You never did. You specifically told me that you never did. Well, uh, we can edit that part out. Don't worry. So we we just had one more question for you also. All right. Uh, jo- Josh has a question for yeah, you. Yeah, I do. Uh, how would you uh, rate... His his voice compared to uh, say uh, Rufus Wainwright. I mean, they both have amazing voices. Yeah, um, but who's got the better voice? Let's just cut to the I, chase. I'd have to go Paul Carrick. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Josh hates me now, and I never even met him yet. No, that's cool. He, <laughs> You're my just. I've met you multiple times. <laughs> oh yeah, my um, brother. We're pretty sure that you're also yeah. Josh's brother. Yeah. Name's oh, okay. Joel. Because like, also... growing up, you had that poster on your wall, right? In in your room? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, the poster. Yeah. yeah. And that had the, the, the swimsuit. <laughs> no, we weren't allowed to have those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you definitely didn't, right? No, no I did not have that. <laughs> All right, well, that's entirely not the question I thought Josh was going to ask, but a solid question. Thank you. It is. Um, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to knock Rufus Wainwright. He's got an amazing voice. I like his stuff a lot. But he's no Paul Carrick. Oh, we can all agree wow. that on that, wow. right? Wow. Josh, you you doing okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I just gotta. You look a little dizzy. You kind of look warm. If you need my address so that you can come here and punch me in the face for saying that, oh, I can no, send it to you after the call. Special. Could you? It'd be easier if you just said it right now, actually. Um, Irish court. Damn it. No, stop. Uh, stop. Okay. <laughs> stop. 
I don't remember the numbers. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> so, so the other question that we had for you is because we were trying to guess. We we're uh, what kind of crap do you have in all these boxes? Yeah, what kind of crap you got? Tell us it's about just your the crap one. Just the crap one accumulates over the course of like twenty five years. I mean, such as for example, old CDs, um, stuff from forgotten forgotten hobbies like uh, fly fishing or new hobbies like riding motorcycle or um, he's just trying to sound you know cool, bro. too many too many cleaning supplies that okay, never never mind. never got used to clean. You know, old like photos that you don't really want, but you feel bad throwing them away, so you just keep them and you bring them to the next place. Wait, those aren't uh, the the pictures of my kids I sent you, are they? No, they're they're of you. Um, no, the kids the kids are on the fridge. Abort again. Um, what else? What's that? What are what are in all the boxes? So much, so many boxes, so much stuff. Yeah. Shoes that still have some life left in them. But, you know. <laughs> Shoes that still have life left in it. Heart is still beating. Yeah, like they might not have a lot of tread left, but they're still okay for like you know putting on and going to the arcade and playing video games, stuff like that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right, well, I, that, lots of, lots of food, lots lots. Look, I'm, lots I'm, of like I'm trying to cut you noodles. off here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to cut you off. I can keep going. We appreciate the but, thoroughness. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you do. No, we, we definitely do. Okay. What's that one item that you're just having a really hard time letting go of? Um, mm. That's a good question, Josh. It is a good question. I have no idea. Nice I, I'm still going through the boxes, so I haven't. I hope it's I don't a Paul Carrack that album. Yet. That's what I hope it is. I don't have any of his solo stuff. I don't have any of his solo albums. I just know he has a golden voice. Uh, and Don't Shed a Tear is a great song. Hey, well, before we go, is there uh, like anything that you definitely don't want on this playlist? And why is it Rufus Wainwright? Um, Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz? Is, is the most annoying human on the planet. Oh, we were going to attach his new video somehow to this podcast just for you. Yeah, don't do, don't do that. Oh, please. Okay. Please. All right, fine. You can put it in all the rest of your podcasts, but like all the other episodes, oh, but please okay, don't do it cool. in this one. All right. Hey, thanks for all your expertise. Yeah, thanks, Joel. Well, thank you guys for making the playlist. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Hey, say hi to Katie for us. Hi, Katie. She waved back, even though that doesn't really play very well on a podcast. No, a, a person on a phone call <laughs> talking about someone waving is perfect for a podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. See you later. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. See you, Joel. Coming in at number six, we do have Rufus Wainwright with Foolish Love. And yes, he does have the best voice of all time. The best. Better than Paul Carrick, that's for sure. Not what Joel says. Yeah, his parents are Kate McGarrigy? McGarrigy? Is that something? Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a Canadian uh, singer-songwriter. And Loudon Wainwright who is an American singer-songwriter, Loudon III, uh, who is well-known for his uh, swimming song. Do you know that one, either of you? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. No, but I, 
One. Last summer I went swimming. Last summer I might have drowned, but I held my breath and I kicked my feet and I moved my arms around. Yeah, I moved my arms around. Okay. Anyway, Rufus uh, learned piano at the age of six and then later toured with his mom's band by the age of 13. Uh, He's well known for his cover song, Alleluia, which uh, many people have covered by Leonard Cohen. Don't be a fool, Joel. Don't be a fool. Get rid of that junk. I don't want to hold you and feel so helpless. I don't want to smell you and lose my senses and smile in Next two, Josh. I'm got a twofer. I'm up again. Next up at number seven, we have I Don't Want to Get Over You by The Magnetic Fields. Okay, settle down, you music geeks, myself included. Yes, I was one of those foamy mouth teenage pimple kids in 99. Foamy who went mouth? Out. <laughs> foamy mouth? Because I'm so excited. No, continue it. Yeah, foamy. <laughs> I got foam right now. I see that. Just thinking about this. I went out and purchased this uh, three-disc album titled 69 love songs it has a running time of 172 minutes uh, for one album just shy of three hours that's what it adds up to is that like a normal amount for an album completely yeah this is merely pop music at its finest folks natural light airy uh, major chord rock with straightforward baritone voiced melodies if you want to invest time and get lost in an album full of dozens of clever romance tracks this is for you. This music is raw, real, and excessive. It's a journey to get through it all, like going through a breakup and finally seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. Break free, Joel. Spread your wings. I don't want to get over you. I guess I could take a sleeping pill and sleep and well. I'll have to go through what I go through. I guess I should take Prozac right and just the Joel on that one. Get rid of the junk. Just so the next time (laughs) it hurts even more. Number eight. Number eight. Uh, We have My My Mortal Wound by Lily Talmers. I chose this one. Um, I went to a house show on the ridge here in the the lacrosse area and uh, she played and it was incredible. Um, I think they were like a three piece at the time, Uh, like guitar, bass, and then a trombone uh, played in a living room, which is super impressive because if you know anything about trombones, they're like really hard to tame because they're really loud. Our brother Joel used to play the trombone. Yeah, he did. Really? (laughs) 
my point is, is it's really loud. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like really impressive playing of the trombone. And, and I don't know, it, she's, I believe from Brooklyn now. Um, I don't know. It's just a really great song. Um, I, I think the first lines are, it's a, it's a hard thing to carry. Um, and you know, and the idea of, of moving these boxes from place to place or, or really just acquiring them all, um, with little keepsakes that are, are sentimental. It's, it's a strange load to carry. Oh, it's just a beautiful song. It's so good. To run only faster For paper or plastic A natural disaster Coming in at number nine on the playlist is a song called What Happened to Us by know. the artist Shura. So Shura is a British electropop artist. Uh, you know, not all breakup music has to be quiet or slow. Like, this is a bit of a jam. Mm -hmm. But she's also chronicling the end of a relationship here. Um, and she says that the main themes of her work are missed opportunity, regret, and nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So uh, Shura's mother was a Russian actress and her father was a British documentary filmmaker. And she herself was actually a promising footballer, which oh. is uh, that's the like, way in the rest of the entire world like, that you would talk about soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she played in the academy as a teenager for Manchester City, which is a big effing deal. They're like the best team in the world. But anyway, uh, she's been described as uh, like if Fleetwood Mac started a cover band with Annie Lennox. <laughs> I don't know. Would the two of you listen to that music? I'd dabble. Yeah, I think, I'd, yeah, I think I'd at so. least check it out. Yeah. What would you call them? That cover band. What oh, would you God, call it? I don't know. Flennox? <laughs> Manny <F> Flenwood? <laughs> Anyone else have an idea? Call in if you do. Nope, we're not getting any the, calls. The lines are open. The lines are open. <laughs> What's the number? It's uh. Oh yeah, it's uh. One eight six hundred. Hundred. That's a lot of numbers. <laughs> six hundred four playlists. <laughs> six hundred four playlists. So if if you have an idea for the name of the cover band that Fleetwood Mac and Annie Lennox would start together, one eight six hundred for playlists. One eight six hundred for playlists. The number to call. Uh, operators are standing by. Here's what happened to us. Lines are open. Number 10, uh, Bigger Than Love uh, with Benjamin Gibbard and Amy Mann. This is 
going back to like part of my boxes, but uh, the metaphorical box of music that has permeated, um, uh, I don't know, just my brain, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I mean, like I, I had a long time listening to uh, Death Cab for Cutie and the Postal Service. So this uh, solo record by Ben Gibbard, uh, which also features Amy Mann on this track, uh, is really special to me. There was this time when I was, um, I had this melody in my head and I was like, oh, this is so good and like a couple chords to it. But I think I got it from somewhere, but I don't know where. And so I proceeded to scour the internet and like, I was even singing into my phone trying to get Google to like, you know, like (laughs) find it for me. Mm -hmm. It didn't work, but uh, you know, I, I spent like a couple hours trying to figure this out and I finally found it and it was this song, Bigger Than Love. And so I had to throw out this like, uh, play plagiarized melody that I just loved. I was super happy I found it because it took a lot of hard work, but then I was like really sad that I found it because I can't use this really awesome piece of music. But, you know, now that I think about it, like uh, they just did the work for me, right? And and made a really good song. So Bigger Than Love, uh, enjoy. You were just drinking Drinking till you could hardly see How much I Next up, we have number 11 with Pawn Shop. This is not the Sublime song. This Is it the Macklemore song? No. That was Thrift Shop, right? Thrift Shop? Probably. I don't know. I guess. Same thing. Yeah. I'll let you guys figure it out. What is the difference between a thrift shop and a pawn shop? Yeah, well, let's sit on this for a while. Because <laughs> this is what we need to sit on, right? Yeah. Um, Hold tight, Josh. Yeah. Oh, maybe these old boxes are going to either a thrift shop or a pawn shop. Oh, hey, did yeah. you? I was hoping you guys would bring this up. You, this you was thinking? part of your yeah. plan the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Well Discuss played. amongst yourselves. Anyway, <laughs> this is... Uh, Pawn shop by Kara Jackson. I figure Joel, yeah, he can take his stuff to a pawn shop and make some cash money out of the ordeal. Mm. Kara's debut album titled, Why Does the Earth Give Us People to Love? Did not come out in 2000. This is the year she was born. Think about that for a minute. How old does that make her? 23. (laughs) Um, Not only is she a brilliant songwriter, but also a stellar poet. The Chicago-based artist was named the United States National Youth Poet Laureate from 2019 to 2020. Uh, My personal favorite track on the newly released album is called Dickhead Blues, Brutally Honest, to the point. No bullshit. I love her. Enjoy right now. Wake up, I want to see you, darling, you said to me one morning. Why I'm always broken You never did end up showing I'm not a liquidated acid I'm sharper than a jewel What kind of minor does that make you? Enjoy right now Or else <laughs> I feel like that needs an or else Your radio voice is... <laughs> do you think i can make people think that i'm josh with this next one coming in at number 12 
is the song Cry Baby by Garnet Mims and the Enchanters. <laughs> this is actually the last song on our playlist. He is a gospel and soul singer from Philly. <laughs> this song hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1963. <laughs> All right, this is starting to hurt my voice. I don't know how you do it, man, but you have luscious vocals. <laughs> <laughs> To translate that into Paul speak, this is a song Cry Baby by Garnett Mims and the Enchanters. Fantastic song. It was a breakout hit in 1963, enough that um, Janis Joplin ended up recording this in 1970. And he was also touring with Jimi Hendrix in 1966, and his songs were covered by Led Zeppelin and the Yardbirds, which is weird, right? Because this is like R&B, classic R&B music. So if you imagine like Sam Cooke or the Supremes or something are out there and then all of a sudden Jimi Hendrix comes on stage like it's like it'll be a, a kick-ass show but kind of an unusual pairing don't you think you have a good wah mouth Paul did you like that? yeah wah wah mouth anyway let's just go ahead and play this song Cry Baby by Garnet Mims and the Enchanters and if you listen real closely you can pick out the gospel air as the backup singers with Dion and Dee Dee Warwick. Did you have oh, something oh, to add? Just fun fact. Um, uh, the wah pedal that is most commonly used is called a crybaby. No. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what Hendrix used. Oh. Um, yeah. Do you think that's why he invited Garnet and Mims to open for him? Probably. another music podcast no i don't listen to music oh. <laughs> well it was so great to have you on the show <laughs> yeah i just uh, not really sure to bring it back to but um yeah, i don't know music's cool music is cool is. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really cool, and it's oh. been really great to have you on, Cassie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Do it's we... been fun. I was totally crying, like cry laughing, <laughs> when <laughs> the, the Josh impersonation is going on. <laughs> <laughs> it just like struck me, and uh, only the way that uh, Josh voice could, but impersonated by Paul. <laughs> <laughs> So love it. love it. Yeah, I don't think I've laughed that hard in, in ages. So <laughs> thank you. Um but yeah, this is super fun. Um so do we have any final advice for Joel here mm. before we wrap up the podcast? Ooh, get rid of the boxes, but you don't have to forget about it. Oh you know, like mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you have the things, but like going through them, you you see see what you had and how you're different now and you can remember them for what they were and, and be free free now. Get your space. That's beautiful. Do you wanna follow that up, Josh? Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh I, I do as a matter of fact, yeah. Um I would recommend Joel if there's any uh, old CDs that you want to get rid of uh, from that bunch, maybe consider uh, Paul Carrick first. Um, 
aside from that, uh, you know, I wish you the best of luck. And it was a pleasure talking with you earlier. And Cassie, we want to thank you again for being on the show. This was fantastic. (laughs) You were a wonderful person to be our very first musical guest on the show. Mm -hmm. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Are there any more events your fans should keep up on? Oh, um, I don't know. Just come to Midwest Music Fest, November 3rd and 4th. Um, I'm playing four sets of music uh, in four different groups, so it's going to be busy. Wow. What uh, venues will you be playing at and what groups? I'll be at the main with the Cassie Brady Trio, um, and then the Pump House with the Lavender Project, then the Grand Ballroom with both Carriage House and Luke Callen. So it's going to be a busy night. And then I think we're going to do a jam on Saturday night at the Popcorn. I'll, I'll be I'll be hosting. Wonderful. Well, all of you folks in lacrosse, be sure to check out those shows. But yeah, I mean, just most importantly working on uh recording the uh the couple albums that i that i've been sitting on so and uh, where can people follow you oh uh yeah instagram is probably the best place uh facebook too but um i'm most active on instagram uh at singing cast magpie i post all sorts of stuff um yeah thanks for having me Well, and we want to thank you all for listening to our podcast episode. If you have a specific situation that you would like a playlist for, make sure that you connect with us on Instagram. You can send us a direct message that way, or you can email us a voice message at curiouslyspecificplaylists at gmail.com. And uh, if you could be so kind, hop on to your local, uh, what do you, whatever you listen to uh, our podcast on Spotify or or Apple Podcast, one of those. And can you rate us? That'd be awesome. Can you give us five star right here? All right. So, so. At, at the end of our podcast, Cassie, we like to finish up with our tagline. Tagline. There it is. Thank you. With our tagline, stay curiously specific. You want to start us off? Yeah. Uh, stay curiously specific. specific. You got a hairy butt. <laughs>